What's up, gang? This is the Sam Berger Show with Kyle Wakefield. What's going on, everybody? Welcome to the Sam Berger Show. I'm your host, Sam Berger. Joined, as always, by my co-host and my producer extraordinaire, Kyle the Kid, belated birthday, the man, the myth, the legend. Happy birthday, Kyle Wakefield. How are you? What's happening, dude? Good to see you. It's been a while. I appreciate the birthday wishes. Yeah. Uh, what are you? you? You an adult yet or no? Uh, by what standard? Well, you're, you're almost crushing 30. Uh, yeah? Not quite. Let's not go that far. 28. 20, 28. You could be my son. Um, well, happy birthday. Well, I hope it was a fun Thank goodness Saturday. I'm not. What did you do for your birthday? Were you in a Speedo or no? No Speedo. I was. Uh, I actually went to a concert Friday night. I know. Don't have a heart attack over there, Mr. Pandemic. But I went to a concert. Um Jeez. It's, fully fully vaxxed don't worry up in up in the live free or die state new hampshire hope you're wearing nine masks on your face yeah i had them everywhere um and then i went to coogan's which is the best bar in the city on uh saturday on on the actual birthday and we were there for like six hours and there was like 12 of us and the tab was like 150 bucks it's just an incredible place that everyone scoffs at because of the young crowd there but it's abs it's incredible i I don't know why. Every time I go there, I'm like, why do I go anywhere else in the city? This place is incredible. So shout out to Coogan's. Your celebration was well the, worth the while, and you had a good time, and you uh, are moving on to 29 soon. Mm, I wouldn't say soon. I would say in like 362 days. So let's not get ahead of ourselves. <laughs> All right. Well, look, uh, you know, outside of uh, asking you how your summer was, how was that? I mean, we haven't done this in a long time. I know. I saw May 17th was the last time. May seventeenth, you got the whole summer. Got, no, when do, we did um, we did a pod with uh, Emmy Award winning Scott Frank. I believe that was our last one. By the way, you saw he won an Emmy Award, yeah. Uh, I saw you uh, tweet about it. Yeah, he I was uh, not watching the Emmys. Congratulations to our our guest Scott Frank, the creator, director, producer, writer of. Uh, Queen's Gambit. Now, was, was he one of the guys who's been yelling at us to, to vaccinate and wear masks and then just was hanging out in a room nope. with a whole bunch of people? No. Okay. Just want to no, He sure. wasn't yelling at us. No, okay, he wasn't good. yelling at us. There's a lot no, of... No, they had... Hi, hi, what is it? Uh, hypocrites. Hypocrites. A lot, a lot of hypocrisy at the Emmys, but that's neither here well, nor look, there. I mean, we don't have to go off on a tangent on the Emmys, but they all were vaccinated. They all had to have COVID tests, I believe, before they went in that room. So everybody was clean. That's good. I've, I have no problem with them doing it. I just, we can move on. This is a sports show. All right, it's a sports Unless show. Unless we're Let's talking get Kyrie in. and his no, vaccination no, no, stats. I got enough. I got you enough hear him, just real quick, before we dive into it, you hear his latest no, conspiracy theory? That yes, dude is I on another planet, dude. I can't go off on Kyrie <laughs> right now. I, my blood is boiling already on another sports uh, issue. Yeah, Kyrie, is, he's one of those things that if you're having a really good day, you hear his name and it just it just turns bad. Because yeah. of all the things that he does, he is just one. He's and a sex. guy that's hard to root for. He's he's impossible to root for, and he's <laughs> impossible to listen to. Like listening to the things that come out of his mouth, you say, "Is this really an adult? Is this a grown man?" Because I don't understand what he's talking about and where he's going with it. Yeah. Like I, people that don't know, he's basically saying that he's not getting vaccinated, and that means that he can't play in any of the home games for the Brooklyn Nets at this moment because New York does, won't allow it if he's not vaccinated to be in that arena. So we are in for quite the drama when the season starts in, a, in two or three weeks. But that's another another uh, story for another day. Um, what I want to talk to you about today, Kyle. Yeah, we got to um, get into it. Right around the 30-minute mark when I've been doing the Kino Radio podcast, sometimes it cuts out. So don't, don't save your best uh, stuff for around the 30-minute mark, all right? Minute mark. I'll keep. I'll write down. <laughs> keep your smoke. eye around that. Nothing good at the thirty-minute mark. Okay, that was yeah. a hint to say let's get this thing going. <laughs> All right. Listen, um, I, I was thinking about this right before we were gonna we jump on the air, and I, I have this question: what What is the best? And again, I'm not going to go off on another tangent here, but what's the best sports time of the year? Because I feel like now is one of those times because we have football in full effect. 
We have hockey season starting up really soon. Same with the NBA. And the baseball playoffs are a few days away. This, to me, is 1 or 1A compared with around May or June. When That was, the, when that was what I was going to say. Out, Championship right? season, playoff basketball, playoff hockey. And then you yeah. got the one-offs, Kentucky Derby, uh, French Open. Um, what's it called? Um, masters like that, that those are the only two, but I think football trumps in the start of baseball for me personally, depends where you are on the spectrum. If you're a big baseball guy, you probably like the spring, big football, you like the fall. So whatever you go with that, I personally like the fall cause it is the start of the hockey season, obviously college football or football. Wow. I can't even help myself and say college football is in, especially in October. Like we're in full swing for the NFL and in college. So this is personally, and it's like, you're not dying to go outside like you are in the spring. Where it's like, wow, we yeah. finally survived the winter. I, I want to. It's sixty-two degrees and sunny. It's like I need to get outside. Whereas now it's sixty-two degrees and sunny. It's like ah, I've been sweating all winter or all summer long. I don't really need to go outside. So I, this is my personal favorite time of year for sports. I hear you. I hear you. I love both both times of the year. Um, let, let's start right now, if you don't mind, with um, what we were talking about uh, before the show: the Boston Red Sox. Uh, because Your I know Boston we've Red talked Sox. about baseball. Yeah, they're my they're my Boston Red Sox. Uh, we've talked about this in the past on past shows about baseball. You know, early in the season in April and May, and how it's it's tedious for you. And I completely understand. I'm not going to rail you for that because I get it. I've Look, also baseball, never said that. No, you've said that you not can't early in the season in April or May. When you want to talk about it, like in December, when we're in the midst of playoff football and hockey's in full swing. College football is in their bowl season, and you're like, all right, let's talk about the Red Sox bullpen. It's like, dude, no. I like to talk about the seasons that are going on. What did I say before the show? I didn't even want to talk Bruins because nothing's going on. I want to talk what's going on, and the Sox are hot right now. I am. I want to put this out there for the Sandberger show, for you especially and all listeners. I am not a baseball hater. If anything, I'm a baseball like. I'm huge on the side of everyone needs to shut up. Baseball is perfect the way it is. It is a perfect sport. America needs baseball. It's America's pastime. Everyone who, oh, takes too long. The games are too long. Crying, wah, crying about baseball. Shut up. Baseball's perfect and we need it. So I love baseball. I'm not huge into it. It's not, I like football, hockey better, but it's the third sport and I, I love it. I, it's perfect. It's literally, it's literally America's comfort food and I love it. And right now, tell me what's going on with your Red Sox. <laughs> America's comfort food. I like that. That's what it is. I like that. Listen to Kyle the Kid Wakefield with a little baby rant there. That wasn't so bad. I, I need to squash the. I need to squash this narrative that I'm not a baseball guy. I love it. I was a little You're league all star right in front of my eyes, my friend. Your 28 year old uh, nature is coming coming to full fruition. I have here. the Sox pregame it. on right now as we speak. What you have the Sox pregame on and college football live? It's like I don't even know you right yeah. now. I don't even know who I'm you are you. anymore. I'm telling you, this, this is. is a, I, 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 like I said, I probably watch more games than you have this year. Not a big deal. I, I, Do you even I, get cable I, out there in the vineyard? I'm I'm slowly falling back in love with you, my friend. That's it's like music to my ears to hear that. Uh, do I get what? Do you even get cable out there in the vineyard, or? Yeah, but we didn't spend Wait, that much. High class cable, you know, it's it's not. Yeah, for, it's you don't get Nesson. You only get the yeah. you only get the real stuff. Hulu. Yeah, it's high class. Whatever it's only it is. I don't even know the high class. RCN. That's probably the lowest yep. class. I had RCN when I lived in my six hundred dollar a month apartment. So I, you probably don't get RCN out there. All right, listen. Nobody really cares what cable network we watch the games on. Let's let's get down to it then. Okay. Look, here's the deal. You just had a little mini rant. I'm gonna have my little, little, uh, little more of a, a major rant on the team and the situation right now. Um, if you said a few minutes ago that they are—they're hot. They're not really hot right now. They are in a situation for people that don't know where there's four days left in the season. There's four teams in the wild card hunt, which means that two of those four will make the playoffs. And and by by saying they'll make the playoffs. That means they'll make that one uh, winner-take-all playoff game on Tuesday night. This Tuesday night, that's the Red Sox, that's the Yankees, that's the Blue Jays, and the surprise team, the Seattle Mariners, who are only a half a game streaking, behind baby. your streaking. Boston Red Sox. Yeah, and you talk about how you have the pregame show on, all this, this and that, and that you maybe watch more than me. Well, I'm up till 1 a.m. Well, some the last of us have to work. Four or five so. nights. Yeah, I understood. We're, but I'm watching the Oakland A's play the Seattle Mariners at 12:45 in the morning, waiting to see. By the way, the Mariners are hotter than any team in baseball. They've beaten the Cardinals. Oakland Athletics. You're right, Cardinals. 
I take that See, back. I Cardinals, know my baseball, baby. You, you, you got it. But look, look, they have lost 12 in a row after last night to the Oakland Athletics. The Oakland Athletics are not doing us any favors. So now it's between Toronto, New York, uh, Seattle, and, and the Red Sox. Which two of those four do you have on Tuesday night playing in that winner-take-all game? I think the Sox do it. I, I, I mean, I'm obviously praying for Sox-Yanks. Uh, as a cold-blooded American, especially as a Bostonian. How good would that be? That would be unbelievable. Would be? I hope in a in winner-take-all one game. How that would be is so so good. I I I mean I there's no chance that they can, like they're all going to be in the wild card. Obviously, no, they're not. It is two of the four. So no, I'm so, saying there's no shot that any of them. Like I, what I'm going for is I would rather the Sox and Yanks play in an actual series so we can extend it more than one game. There's no chance right. of that right. All the other teams are clinched. No, so it's 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 one and done for them. So whoever wins that game, let's say it's New York and Boston. Plays let's say let's say New York Tampa. wins. They play Tampa, and yeah. then yeah, Boston's out. Who are the so. other two? It's Houston and who's who's out. So who? Houston's going to play the White Sox. Chicago, no, White Chicago. Sox, that's who it is. Yeah, yeah. In the division, okay. who so are both great So yeah, teams. so obviously we're not going to get one. So I'll, we'll take it. I'll take a one game, but I'm obviously I and I think it will be the Sox and the Yanks. I think the Sox do it. They control their own destiny. Um, I, and then I'm you also convinced. have. We are playing the Nationals tonight, or is it still the Orioles? The Nationals who so stink. So it's one game left with the Orioles tonight, and then Toronto, it's three with the Nationals. Toronto and the Yanks are playing each other. Someone, yep. The only bummer, someone's playing the Rays. I actually looked this last night. I believe Tampa's playing the Rays, but the Rays. No, Yankees. Yankees are playing Yan- the Rays. Yankees, yeah, yeah. Yankees playing the Rays. I said Tampa's playing the Rays. Dummy. Yankees are playing the Rays, but Rays potentially sitting people, not pit. Like, yeah. They've so they, they're essentially going to be playing a minor league team. So hopefully exactly. they win. Hopefully the Sox win. And then I forget who Toronto has, but Toronto has – oh, the Orioles. So after we're all, they're all essentially playing easy easy teams for the next three games. So I'm praying for Sox-Yanks, who I think it'll be. I don't think the Mariners do it. So uh, I think the Sox do. And then, I don't know, toss-up between Toronto and New York. But I, I'm hoping it's the Yanks. Yeah, look, I'm not convinced they do make it. I, I'm praying they do, obviously, because as you know, I, I'm a Red Sox fan by birth since age six months. And I, I would, I mean, a, a one game against the Yankees for, for everything is a dream come true. And I would, I would kill to see that. But I, I'm just not convinced because they haven't played well lately. What really hurt them, Kyle, was that they had three against the Yankees uh, at Fenway last weekend. And all they had to do, all they had to do was take one of those games. I know. And they'd be in such a better position than they are right now. And they couldn't win Not one. one. Not one at home against your arch rival. I, I, that's what frustrates me so much because they'd really be on their path to the playoffs right now if that was the case. Just All they do is take one. And then they lost the first game of the Orioles. Uh, yeah, that was a tough one with Sale on the bump too. With Sale on the bump where they had three hits against the worst pitching staff in Major League Baseball. Three hits. Yeah. So to me, it's like the frustrating part comes in where it's where's this urgency? You know, you have Alex Coro. Everybody says is this great manager. He gets players fired up. I, I'm not convinced of that at this point because he came in on Saturday night. I don't know if you watched any of the Yankees Sox game, uh, any of the series, but he came in right before uh, Stanton hit that grand slam that basically just crushed everybody's hearts. And he said to the Dar- Darwinson Hernandez, who was the pitcher. Uh, in relief for the Red Sox, right? He, he tried to fire him up. As soon as he left the mound, first pitch, what does Stanton do? Hits, hits, honestly, like a nine thousand foot uh, grand slam that landed on Lansdowne Street somewhere. It's, it's one of those things where it's like, when are we gonna feel that urgency where the big guys step up, where the leadership takes over and says, "Look, guys, we have four games left. We have to mash. We're playing two last place teams." Two last place teams. We have to win every one of these games and then see what happens. Because once you get in the dance, just like in any other sport, once you get in the dance, you have a chance. Right? Am I wrong? No, absolutely. Especially in baseball. I mean, you win one game. You look at the Cardinals. The bats get hot. Cardinals won 16 straight and clinched. I saw on August 8th, they had a 1.3% chance to make the playoffs. And they just clinched yesterday. Not even winning their division. They clinched like a while. You know, so it's like anything can happen. Um yeah, you get hot, get hot at the right time. So, uh, especially in everyone's gonna be jazzed off if it's Sox Yanks. So it's like everyone's gonna come to play that game, and then you take that momentum and hopefully carry it. Do I think they'll win the World Series? No, I don't. But you win a game, you don't know what happens. That's why they call it the yeah. playoffs. You know, you have no idea what happens. So 
Hopefully they get it done. I I, I love playoff baseball. Um, I want to watch it. We didn't have it last season, obviously. And it was two years ago they lost first round. They haven't really had it since they won the World Series. It's always so fun getting dialed up for those games. So I hope they win. I hope they go on a little streak in the playoffs. What a, what a difference in years, right? At this time last year, it was, you know, sept- so end of over. September. Yeah. It, it, the, we were hoping that the baseball season ended in July because it was just so painful. There were no fans in the stands. And by the way, it is great. It is, we haven't talked in a couple months. How great is it to see fans at Gillette, fans at Fenway, fans all over the country just screaming and yelling and waving flags and, and pom-poms, whatever, and just like getting in people's faces and having fun and like that to me, and, and we're going to see that in the playoffs. And we're going to see that. We'll talk about you know Brady and, and, and the Pats in a second, but we're going to see that Sunday night down at Gillette. I mean, it's such a difference from last year, and it just makes everything change. And to me, it doesn't matter on Tuesday if the Sox do make it, if they play in New York or they play at Fenway, and I'll tell you why. The, the Yankees just came into Fenway Park and demolished you in three games. They prove that they don't care where they play. And the Red Sox in the past have proved that they don't care really where they play. Fenway is an advantage to them. But they've gone into New York many times in the past, and they've beaten that team. It's one game. All that matters is how you perform that day. It's not home field to me matters more in a series than it does in a one-game playoff. Yeah. That's how I feel. No, I totally get it. I, I'm with you. I, uh, I'm with you 100%. Let's go Sox. I want to keep it rolling. Yeah, and look, you know, the thing that I, I just wanted to rant about a little bit before we, we move over to baseball, uh, and by the way, you're right, the Cardinals, what a story. I mean, they're going to be playing most likely the Dodgers, which, you know, I don't know if you've been following the National League at all, but it's crazy. You, you obviously have because you talked about the Cardinals, but it's crazy to me because the Dodgers are most likely going to be in that wild card game as well. They've won 102 games. And um, the Giants, who – by the way, what a story the Giants are. Like, can you name – I can name a couple, but can you name one guy on that team? Mike Yastrzemski. They don't have any stars. Yeah, Mike's very good, my friend. Mike Yastrzemski. That's your binky? One of my uh, groomsmen's cousin, Mike Yastrzemski. Oh, uh, look at you, little name Shout out dropper. to Andover Mass. Shout out to St. John's <laughs> Prep. Shout out to Vanderbilt, yeah. national champion yeah. at Vanderbilt. That dude's a stud. Shout out to the Orioles, psych, for drafting him and thinking, ah, we don't need this guy. We'll give him to San Francisco. Hey, Orioles – you think you could use a dude who's hitting 25 home runs, who's a everyday center fielder, left fielder, whatever you need? That dude's a stud. And shout out to him, just a quick one, one more. Played over 700 games in the minors. Turned pro, his first pro, turned pro at 29. Talk about grinding it out, honing his skills, and it paid off. He's about to get a good payday this year. So shout out to Yaz. Good for him. Good for him, Yaz. Yeah, Local I mean, boy. you know, a great story. And, you know, this Brandon Belt guy is, is my favorite player on the Giants. Uh, he happens to be hurt right now, which is a huge injury for the Giants. Who's their shortstop? Brandon Crawford? Yeah, Crawford. That is dude is swag. He is just yeah. – he has such good baseball, like swag getup. Love him. Yeah, you know what you got to love about the Giants is they, they just play with balls. They yep. play with balls. Well, every what? Every other year they win the World Series? They're just like, That's what it is. Every year, yeah. every other year they, they win it, so – it's one of those things where they just they kind of grind, and you love those teams that grind. They don't have that big name. They don't have the Shohei Otanis or the or the Mike Trouts. They have the yep. Belts and the Crawfords. It's like and the, the Sox and the back East in like the 04 Sox kind of. Yeah, and or even, even like the, the 2013 18. or 18. 13 and 18. 18 yeah, both. No, didn't 18 they, they had Sale and they had JD, but it was what 13 was the year where they kind of they were the they were the what the idiots and they had 04. the Johnny Gomes. They had Johnny, the Johnny, yeah, Johnny Gomes, Gomes, Mike Napoli. Team, that, that was two thousand thirteen. Napoli's. Yeah, but eighteen eighteen was the unexpected. You know, you know, it's kind of the eighteen team kind of reminds me of this team a little bit if they can get their act together because eighteen you you didn't have the huge stars. Sure, you have Sale. He's coming off Tommy John surgery. He's pitched like a couple of games. But you signed you know, Sale and you signed power. Martinez in the – like those are two big names. That's a, the best free agent pitcher and the best free agent hitter in that in that offseason. Yeah, you know, but this this team is really built around Rafi Devers and, and Xander Bogarts. I mean, those are your guys. Those are the meat of the order. Those are the guys that you count on. Those are the – that's your future right there, Bogarts and Devers. And you've got to hope that over the next couple of days they really start just – kicking ass and taking names and and being who they are because if they're not they're this team's not going anywhere anywhere anyway um so anyway real quick my rant before we we switch over to football is i I don't even feel like this team should be where they are not because of last weekend against the yankees i mean that's that's the reason in the immediate 
you know, uh, term, the immediate uh, future or past. But I'm going back to the trade deadline back in July um, where Hyam Bloom, the, the general manager of this team, didn't show any confidence in these guys. And it, it, it's, it's pretty much downward spiraled ever since then. Um, Hyam Bloom refused for whatever reason to get uh, and address the two biggest needs on this team, which were pitching and still is pitching, uh, relief or starting, and a first baseman. And that has hurt this team so much over the last couple of months. They should be. They should have won this division. If you remember correctly, at the division, Kyle, they were ahead by a game and a half over Tampa Bay leading into the All-Star break. And New York, the Yankees, were nine and a half games behind. Nine and a half at the end of July leading into August. You fast forward two months later, and the Yankees are now in, in front of you. They're in front of you. Why? Because they picked up Anthony Rizzo, who's not the greatest hitter in the world, but he can make the difference. He is a stellar defensive player. He's a clutch player. He's proven that in the past in the World Series. He can play first base, something you don't have right now. You don't have a first baseman that can play. You just don't. Bobby Dahlbach can't play first base. Kyle Schwarber can't play first base. But they're both hitting. They're both mashing. But, but Dahlbach is not hitting when it matters. You cannot name one hit that has been meaningful that Dahlbeck has had. I can't tell you how many times I've watched these games where he's been up in a big position and he struck out on three pitches. And it's, it's infuriating to me. And I can't tell you in the Yankees series how many pop-ups he dropped that were right in his vision. He couldn't even make a simple catch. Kyle Schwarber, the same thing when he played first base. He's, he made so, he's made so many errors at critical times. My point is, Kyle, is that I'm upset and I have been for a long time at this Bloom guy because he has this mentality. He comes from Tampa Bay where it's like, okay, we make the playoffs, we're good. You know, and I know you think that and I and I get it that, you know, it's about like having a good season and, and doing well and great. But when you're in first place, you have to go for the jugular, jugular. And this team didn't do that. And now they're struggling. They're fighting for their lives to make the playoffs. They're, they're, they're doing everything they can with their fingernails to try to get into this this dance. And it's like they didn't, they didn't need to be here if he'd only made a couple of moves. Schwarber's a great hitter. Don't get me wrong. But he doesn't have a position. He's got no position. He's positionless. Positionless. And, and they, they didn't address their starting pitching or their relief pitching. And now they have two players, Garrett Whitlock and Josh Taylor, who are injured. Uh, and you have nobody in that bullpen you can count on. Nobody. Matt Barnes, their closer, is useless. He's useless. They can't count on him. They refuse to pitch him unless it's a 10-to-1 game. So they have no one in that bullpen they can count on because High and Bloom failed them. And their starters are, are Chris Sale and Nate Evaldi. Nate Evaldi just got pounded before last night against the Yankees. And Chris Sale's coming off Tommy John surgery. You have nobody else in your starting. I don't I don't want to I don't want to see uh, Erod or Nick Pavetta or or Garrett Richards in the in the playoffs. I don't I don't. I'm sorry. Or or this this Robles guy who is a is a, a ticking time bomb. Uh, so yeah, that's I mean it, that's my little rant. I'm sorry. I just I, I'm so mad at this guy for not like doing the things that it wasn't going to cost him the farm. You know, they didn't have to sell the farm to get a couple pieces, and he failed. He failed. I'm done. Don't apologize. There's a uh, a little documentary on Texas A&M football that I've been tuning into. So I just zoned you out <laughs> in that boring stuff. Uh, I've been paying attention to something interesting. So <laughs> we're doing a podcast, and you're watching college football highlights. What are well, you there's joking? only so much Bobby Dahlbeck talk that I can I can withstand. So. <laughs> You know, you had me when you were like, ah, oh, I love baseball now. I want to see the playoffs. And, and then I started well, I talking about the ins and the outs of it. And you're like, well, yeah, oh, I, I like to watch, I I like to watch hits and pitching and wins. I don't need to know about their farm system relief pitcher. I'm not talking about a farm system, brother. I'm talking about the president of this team who didn't make the needs, address the needs they needed to make. Anyway, know, you that's said all that about I have. 15 times. All right. Well, you're not listening, so it doesn't matter, right? Well, it does to the listener, perhaps. All right. So, what's your prediction? You said I already the Sox... gave the prediction. Oh, but you, but the Sox are going to make it. Yeah. You think they're going to win the next four games, or three of the four, and they're going to get in? I, I don't know how many they'll win. I think they get in. Because you think that Toronto is going to lose to the Orioles, and the Mariners are going to lose to the A's and the Angels. I don't know. That's what, that's what I think they're going to get in. What do you want? Well, I want to move on to football. That's, that's what I want to do. That's what needs to happen. 
You want to move on to football? Yeah. Okay, we'll move on to football. All right. Yeah, I mean, you talk about baseball and how much you love it, and then you just drop it like well, I like, I already gave tamale. I gave my I gave my take and my prediction literally like 25 minutes ago. I don't know what else. All I right, said so that it's going to be Yankees Sox. I think your love is a little fake, to be honest. I'm not going to lie. I, like I don't think it's real it. love. I like right. watching it. I mean, I don't have the. I just saw a stat: the Yankees have an 82 percent chance to make it. The Red Sox have it a 75. The Blue Jays have a 29, and the Mariners have a 12 percent. You want me to nobody be a cares. stat, a pencil neck geek, and just no. give you those? Nobody cares about your numbers. No, nobody cares. Not my numbers, Nesson's numbers. All right, all right. Let's move on. Uh, that's my baseball take. Your baseball take. I want to talk about football because uh, we have a season now. We are uh, almost four games in uh, this week. Uh, is crazy, uh, Kyle. Not just because of the baseball playoffs, but because of what's happening on Sunday night. What's I want to get your. I haven't heard every single radio I station. Know. That's it's... the only thing they've been talking about. It's literally, I can't listen to the radio this week. It's 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 painful. I'm not. I'm gonna agree with you. Um, but it's funny because I remember back in April and May when this this came out, this game, and we thought about October fourth or third or whatever date it is, and we said Tom Brady's coming back. It's going to be the greatest, biggest regular season football game in the history of of sports and uh it's here i mean it's it's a couple days away what are your thoughts what are your takeaways from what's coming up on sunday night um i'm excited for it i like tom i'm not one of these tom brady haters i'm so sick of everyone everyone the thing that's irking me is the only thing you're hearing about is whether you're a tom brady fan or you're a patriots guy are you a bill guy and a patriots guy or are you a brady guy and everyone's just yapping they're like oh it was Belichick's fault that they left, that he left. Oh, it was Brady's fault. He got sick of it. That was 18 months ago. I don't know why this is still the conversation. Like I, what I think, I think the game is going to be a great game. I think the Patriots win this game. I'm one of the minority that I, I got the Pats winning 35, 31. I think Mac Jones balls out. I think Belichick just knows Brady too well. And he's going to know what to do on defense. The Bucks, obviously the Rams are nasty, but the Bucks have shown that they're not this super team. They're not this like incredible talent that's going to go 22-0 and or whatever it is to, to win the Super Bowl undefeated. I think the Patriots have a fine chance. I think there's going to obviously be a fire lit under them. Gillette is going to be absolutely rocking. Um, Mac Jones, I mean, this is his coming out party. This is his, hey, how you doing in the world? And it's not like he's a guy, people are like, oh, is the pressure too big for him, blah, blah, blah. People underestimate how big Alabama football is. I keep hearing how, oh, like this is the NFL. He's got to get his confidence. He's going to lose the pressure in Tuscaloosa is at least the same, if not more, than in Boston. Being QB1 for the University of Alabama, that is, that's the equivalent of being a pro. Like, the pressure-wise, obviously. You know what I'm saying? It's like people were saying he's not ready for it. The dude played on the biggest stage every single game last year, and it didn't phase him. So I just I keep hearing that narrative, and it's like people just – maybe not college football isn't that big up here, and people don't realize it. Tuscaloosa, that, that's what they talk about. I'm sick of hearing about this for a week. They talk about Alabama football on Sports Radio down there 365 days a year. There's not another sport. There's nothing else. So he's ready for it. I think he balls out. Pat's 35-31. I mean, that's surprising to me because this guy who you're talking about, Mac Jones from Alabama, has played three games. And, you know, last game on Sunday against the Saints, he didn't really – show up um you know he had a couple interceptions uh he had no touchdowns two of which and, were not his fault okay Legit well Jonathan i mean Smith i handed the ball off to someone i just don't see how you say and yeah the tight ends that so we're gonna go on, go off on them a second but how do you sit there and say that you think the patriots are gonna beat the super bowl champions with tom brady mike evans gronkowski uh goodwin not gonna play Antonio Brown, whatever. They have a million weapons with the greatest quarterback of all time who's playing at a peak of a 32-year-old instead of a 44-year-old uh, with, a, with a rookie quarterback um, and how they're going to beat them 35 and get 35 points against that defense, that, that front seven. Because their secondary stinks. Their secondary stinks, Kyle, but their front seven is dominating. They, Sue and uh, uh, what's his name? Uh, Vita Vea, they, they can't stop him. They're, JPP they're also beat. out this weekend. Right, but their offensive line, Kyle, the Pats' offensive line is is decimated. Um, it is, but Brown, they're good. Right? They once they figure it out, that's the thing. Is they, they got the talent, they just missing. have to figure it out. They have two guys missing, and David Andrews, by the way, and I'm not a big offensive line like highlight guy, but he was terrible last shocker. week. I watched him. Don't appreciate yeah, but, the trenches, shocker. Well, they, well, they don't have it in the trenches. I just feel like Mac Jones is going to get murdered. 
on they do Sunday. need to give him time. I will say that he had zero time against the Saints. It was pathetic. So if they figure that out, I agree with that. Their all their all line was very very bad. But I think they figured I just, out. Like I said, I think they put up points, and I think I Belichick. Think, he well, I guess if they score thirty one, he doesn't really know Brady that well. But yeah, I'm I interested. I'm interested to, to see how, what Brady, what his reaction is. I know the cliche how he's going to react with Bill. Uh, everyone's going to be worried about that. I just how he's like. I, he And he's come out and said he's playing like coy. He's like, I know what it's going to be like in there. It's just another game. It's not a time to reminisce. You're a human, dude. Well, maybe he's the only one because maybe he literally is a robot. But, like, you're a human. I think his emotions overcome him, sheds a tear, and he and he appreciates it more. Like, why? also, why can't he just come out and say that? Like, why do you have to be like, oh, it's just another game? It's like, dude, why can't he's you be a like, robot. I had he's the a robot. best 20 years of any athlete ever here. Obviously, this is a meaningful game. Did you hear what he said today? And this was this was shocking to me. He, like like you just said, he, the guy is not he's not a human. I mean, he's obviously uh, different than any other player that's ever played because of what he's doing at his age. But he came out today and he was asked, you know, how did it end with Bill and and the team? And he, you know, what he said? He said it ended perfectly. I mean, to me, that is just one of the biggest crocks of shit I've ever heard in my life. Because there's no way it ended perfectly. It, nothing ends perfectly. A breakup doesn't end perfectly, whether it's a, 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 you know, a girlfriend, a, a divorce, a, a, a player, coach, anything. Nothing ends perfectly. And for him to say that, it's just like feeding us such BS. And it pisses me off because, like you said, why can't this guy just show some freaking emotion? And Sunday night, I think, Kyle, is going to be one of those nights where it's 20 years. I mean, Tom Brady built that stadium. Tom Brady built this organization. The Patriots were nothing before Tom Brady came to town. And, you know, these fans fell in love with his, that team because of him, not because of Belichick. You don't, you don't buy a Bill Belichick jersey. You buy a Tom Brady jersey. Kids don't have number 12, uh, number whatever Bill's number is. He doesn't have a number. But they don't, you know what I'm saying? Like, players, I mean, fans fall in love with players. They don't fall in love with coaches. And I think that this weekend is such a perfect example of how Tom is, is, is the guy in this relationship. Not the guy. He's, he's sort of the winner in this. He's, he's already shown that by winning the Super Bowl, right? And, and Belichick is, has, has a bad record without Tom as court, his quarterback. So Bill has a lot of making up to do. And I don't even know if he can do it. I don't, know, I don't think he can get there, Kyle. I don't. And I think that Brady really doesn't have a lot to prove at this point, obviously. And so Sunday night is just going to be this big bag of emotions for, for not just him and Belichick and the rest of the, the Patriots players, but the fans. Like, you know what I mean? Like, it's going to be overwhelming for, for everyone. Yeah, it'll be exciting. I mean, it's going to be the biggest, probably most, it's definitely the most hype, but potentially. I, I'm interested in the ratings, how they do, uh, like literally racked up against the Super Bowl. I know it wouldn't, it'll never outdo a Super Bowl. But it'll probably be one of, if not the most watched regular season games of all time, I'd assume, right? I heard the betting yeah, is nuts. Be. More people have bet on the Bucks in this game than bet on the Bucks in the Super Bowl. Like the betting right now, the bookies are – it's crazy. So it sucks that it's at 820 on a Sunday. I wish it was at 1 o'clock or 430. I don't have the luxury of staying up till 1 a.m. like you do. So I'm going to do my best, though. I'm going to do my best to control myself Saturday so I'm not totally zombie Sunday so I can watch the full game. That's my promise to you. And I don't think it matters who wins, do you? Like, I, I really, I mean. What the hell does that mean? Is well, that the only I'll reason talk- you play sports? No, 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 no. This game is so much bigger than who wins. Look, oh my goodness, this, this spare pay- me. No, y- y- hear me out. Look, listen, the Patriots are one and two. Uh, it's very early in the season. The Buccaneers are, are favored to go back to the Super Bowl. The Patriots don't have those expectations. If they lose this game, which they're expected to do, it's not a big deal for this this franchise. Look, if Brady comes into his, his uh, old home field after 20 years with that team and loses to Mac Jones, the rookie, who has thrown one touchdown in three games. Yeah, it's and, definitely worse for Brady if he loses than the past right, for it, sure. But it's not that important who wins or loses this game. To me, what it's about is his return. And it's Brady. As much as we hate hearing this all week, which I hate too, Brady versus Belichick. Brady versus Belichick. It's like I can't listen anymore literally to that to that debate. But that's what it's about, unfortunately. It's like it's their relationship. It's who likes – like do they still like each other? Do they still talk? Will they shake hands? Will they hug? Like how did it I end? Know, that stuff's I mean, going to be so overblown. It's it already is. 
like it, it already is. And like, who, you know, who's going to come out on top in terms of, you know, who, who is more of a gentleman at the end of it? You know, who, did you hear Brady's dad, by the way, the other day you heard, yeah, that, what's right? his deal? Like, why, why is, why is he talking? Well, he loves his son and I get that. And that's, it's great. I mean, who, what father's not going to support his son, especially when your son is like <laughs> the greatest human on the planet. But he's just, he's being like a, it's over the top. He's being like, a dude, jackass. Yeah. Up. Yeah. It, but you heard Brady's statement. Did you hear his statement? Yeah, on uh, the Jim Gray podcast. Fantastic! How fantastic was that? Yeah, I thought it was like, funny. It was. I couldn't tell. Like it was good. Where I was like joking, but it was also kind of like, all right, Dad, that's enough. Yeah, but like, there's no way he's doing that and going on these shows and interviews without Brady knowing. So it's like it's all calculated. I mean, he's too calculated of a guy for this stuff to just like pop off randomly. You know, it's like every step of his life is thought out. So I as much I get what he's. I mean, he had that response prepared before his dad even did that interview you know for, for what everybody for people that don't know his, brady's response tom brady this junior uh response to tom brady senior basically saying that the patriots screwed brady and said you know see you later we don't want you here anymore like you're you know you're too old and we're not going to pay you the money you deserve uh tom brady junior response number 12 tb12 was basically dad like he uh, you know, shut up uh, or I'm going to put you in a home. I mean, he was obviously joking to a certain extent, but it was, it was quite, uh, quite comical. Um, and this is going to be, you know, it's going to be one of those nights where the tears come out for a lot of people. And again, he's an athlete. He doesn't care about oh you goodness. or me. If any fan cries, you, you know, people gonna are going to cry. You. you know, people are going to cry, which is insane. Well, how about the people that boo him? How do you feel about also them? insane? I knew you were going to say that, and I, I get it. That is, if I you boo it. him, it's like, what are you doing? Is, are you even a fan if you boo him? Like, I get that he left whatever. And it, uh, my mindset on it is, is give him the standing ovation that he deserves. He's the greatest Boston athlete of all times, the greatest professional, for my worth, like winner of all time. He's on the Mount Rushmore of for each sport. I mean, it's what? Jordan, Brady, Ruth, I guess, in baseball, and Gretzky in hockey. So, like, he's on that. So give him what he's due. If you're a real Pats fan, you, he gave you six championships. If you're if you're that much of a Pats fan, you're probably pretty stoked about that. But then root for the Pats during the game. You don't have to bo- like or boo him during the game. Whatever. You don't have to boo him. Just root for the Patriots. Like the, I, that's one thing I've never. I don't. I'm not a fan of. I I love rooting for teams. I'm totally cool with pe- fans rooting for teams and rooting for players. But I am not a fan at all. And I think it's so lame when people root against teams or root against players. It's just like when you have like an actual hatred and you're like, oh, I just don't like it. It's like, dude, shut up. Just root for your team. I don't know. That's one. That's like a little pet peeve of mine. But I just if you boom, you're just an absolute loser, in my opinion. No, I get it. And, you know, one of the things for me is uh, I was told by a close friend a couple of years ago that I was too old to wear a jersey, you know, like a professional athlete's jersey. Don't listen, uh, no. Jerseys forever. No. Jerseys are sick. See, I'm surprised you said that. I thought you were going to no, knock I, I me and say, yeah, you're an old fuck. Like, oh, you, sh- you can't wear a jersey. You wear a jersey. They're just for family and girls. It's like, shut up. Jerseys are cool. Yeah, I mean, ever since that person said that, I haven't really put one on, so I'm a little uh, obviously sensitive about it. But well, All of Gillette Stadium was rocking jerseys when I was there, including myself and my big homie Cam Newton jersey. I actually got yeah, a lot of flack for that. But I, uh, I, I hate that mindset where it's like, oh, you're too old. for It's for, it's for like, they always say it's for women, kids, and family. It's like, dude. Jerseys are sick. I don't care. I yeah. literally, I just rock them to the bar. Like I just, jerseys are cool. So I it's, disagree with that. I get it. No, no. The, the thing I'm struggling with though, Kyle, is that, um, you know, it's like Tom Brady wakes up every day and he says, uh, yeah, I, I'm really thinking about, uh, you know, when a on game day, I'm really, I really think about Sam Berger or Kyle Wakefield. Like the, he doesn't care about like the fans. I mean, he, does he want to be received? Well, of course. Does he want to get booed? No, he's not going to get booed. He's coming back to his home. I mean, essentially, whatever he wants to say, this is his home. And you're right. You're an idiot, idiot if you boo him. Um, but the thing to me is, is like, you know, they don't care about us as fans. They care about themselves. They should, and that's the pay thing. their salaries. Right, exactly. They should, but they don't. And that's the thing with Tom Brady and, and players like him. His ego is so large and so big. And, and that's the thing about Brady that sort of irked me over the last couple of years, like five to ten, is that he's a different person than he was back in the day. And that's going to happen anyway that went six Super Bowls. I don't really mind. He's changed. He's 44. He's not 25 anymore. Like Right, but he's all about his brand. He's about TB12 Which and is, selling I, that's, I got no issue with that. Capitalize on it while you're here. He's not going to be the biggest star forever. Cap, make your money while you can. I got no, I got no issue with him doing that stuff. 
I hear you, but he's he's you know he he plays this role where he's like, oh, I was this six round draft pick where nobody believed in me, and I you know I didn't really want the spotlight and all that. He's so full of shit. He wanted the spotlight. He married. He he went from you know uh, uh, you know all these. Well, who who's the girl from American Pie? Tara Reid to uh, the girl from uh, High Fidelity. Uh, what's her name? Um, the black haired girl. Moynihan to to Giselle Bundchen, the the most one of the most famous, if not the most famous, supermodel in the world. To uh, you know, uh, broadcasting every advertisement and product he could possibly do. This guy wants the attention, and uh, you're right. If he wants to do that, fine, do it. But I don't want to hear these fans say, "Oh, you know, uh, I, I'm going to boo him." Uh, it just it, to me, it's like that's who he is, and to me, it's not like I'm going to lose sleep if he like when he left town. I was okay with it because I felt like he was. It was time. And I was wrong because he ha- obviously Mac had. Mac is our guy. We got our next twenty years. So since we got the All right, answer, so let's I'm cool segue. Let's segue to that before we before we finish off. You know, let's tell me a little bit about where you think think things stand right now. Like with this team, with Mac Jones. Like I, I think he's a. I think he he is the future. But how long is he going to take? He absolutely is. He's going to be a Hall of Famer. I'm telling you right now. The dude is so legit. He is so poised. He learned under the best in college. He just he he literally reminds me of. Just the Brady type where he says all the right – like younger than the day, says all the right things, not the most athletic, super smart. Just one of those dudes who's so football smart, takes care of the ball, big arm, sneaky, more athletic, uh, faster 40 time than Patrick Mahomes. A lot of people don't know that. Mac Jones. Um, but he's he's the future, and he's the guy – this is where they're supposed to be. They're a fumble away from being 2-1. and one. If Damian Harris holds on to that ball, this total, this, we're 2-1, and one, and this whole season, everyone's talking about it differently. But now that they're 1-2, and two, and I, I know the Saints were not a good game, but I kind of I think that was a look-ahead game. And my guy, Jameis, is having a great season right now, and he will have a solid season. He's a great quarterback. So Saints are no slouch. They have a really good defense. I, I They're going to make the playoffs. Um, I had them winning the division in my official predictions, but... The Bill, I thought the Bills are a little overrated. I still think they are overrated. I think they're going to go neck and neck. And I think, I like I said, I think they win this game and then the momentum builds and they rattle off some. But it's just the beginning for my man Mac. He's the future. He's the dude. Hop on the Mac train now. Start buying those jerseys because he's the next 20 years. All right, I get it. And and I appreciate that opinion. And the, the quarterback is the most important position in, in sports. And Mac Jones is going to have to be the man. But my question to you before we wrap up here, Kyle, is – you know, what's disappointing to me, and it's only three games in, but so far the signs aren't good. You know, they spent $200 million or whatever it was on these free agents to make this team ready for the playoffs and not to fully rebuild. And they got two tight ends who haven't really shown up and look terrible, to be honest. Hunter Henry has not even stepped foot in the end zone, as far as I know. Jonu Smith couldn't catch a, a hot tamale if it was right in his face. And the running back situation is a disaster. James White's gone for the season. Damian Harris has had some huge fumbles. The other two guys haven't he seen the had field. One fumble, but it was huge. Okay, but he, I mean, the, that position was a position of strength going into the season. Now it's clearly a position of weakness. Their defense has not been what people thought it was going to be. It's not good right now. Uh, so I'm concerned about the team. I mean, I know it's three games in, but, like, do they have enough time to turn this around? I mean, they have enough time. I'm sorry. <laughs> they have 14 weeks. Right, but, Slow like, and it's a longer season this year. It's 17, not 16 games. But, like, are, are, is this team, you said they're going to make the playoffs, but, uh, do they have a chance of going anywhere? I think so. Absolutely. I I just these all these people. I heard people saying the Dolphins were a must win. Week one, seventeen game season. Week one, must win. Get That's ridiculous. Here. Get That's out ridiculous. of here. All these games, yeah. it's it's they're one and two. They win this week. They're two and two, and everyone's talking about how good they are because they beat the reigning Super Bowl champs. Then they win next week an easy one against Houston. They're three and two. Then they got a winning right. You know, it's like they. Then they got the Cowboys. Exactly, who are a good team, but like still, it's just like it's when when we get halfway through, when we're seven games in the season, and say they're sitting at two and five. Yeah, we got an issue. Even three and four, maybe you can still turn around. But like, who knows? We're one and two, a fumble away from being two and one. Let's not hit the panic button, everybody. We're gonna be good. We're gonna make the playoffs. And I'll tell you, guess what? We don't make the playoffs. I know we spent all that money in the free agency. Boo-hoo. We got the most important position in sports locked up for 20 more years. That's the most important part. It's, at right. the end of the day, it's a training year for him. When was the last right. rookie quarterback to win a Super Bowl? Ever? None. Never. You know, so it's, it's like you're, you're literally going against 100 years of history right now. So let's, 
Let's let's take a deep breath. We found our guy, the most important part. Give him a season. Hopefully they make the playoffs. I think they will. That'll just be another season of Hunter Henry under his belt with Mac Jones. John Smith with Mac Jones. Kendrick Bourne with Mac Jones. Nelson Aguilar with Mac Jones. All these guys. It'll just be, or it's a step in the right direction. They're going to be better than that last year. It is an improvement. They will be fine. Everyone needs to chill out. Okay. As well, Aaron Rodgers says, relax. Yeah, he needs to get a haircut and... Uh act like a professional athlete instead of a surfer. He's balling but out, That's though. another story. Yeah, uh, two, three games in, he beat the Lions and, what, the, uh, it was some other crappy team. Ah, 49ers. Uh, real real 49ers. One of the best defenses yeah. in the league. Well, whatever. It was a last-minute field goal. They barely – he shouldn't have hit that. Anyway. 30, 37 um, seconds on the clock, no timeouts. Brought him down a field goal range. Yeah. Sam Pretty good. The reason they, they won the game is because the 49ers screwed it up. They left 37 seconds. You can't, you can't do that for a Hall of Famer. You can't. I mean, 37 um, seconds with zero timeouts, that's not too bad. Anyway, look, I disagree with you. I think they're going to be one and three. I don't think there's any chance in hell they, they can beat the, uh, the Bucks this weekend. There's no, I, I don't see how it's even possible. The well, only if they thing score that they, more points than them, then they'll win. That's yeah, I know if they score more points. But the only way I see them winning, if you heard any of Brady's press conferences today, the guy is sick as a dog. I he did hear that. Something. I just heard that before. He does. I know. Yeah. I was like, uh-oh. I want him at full strength, I don't know. If, hopefully it's not COVID. Uh, maybe it's just a bad cold, whatever it is. Maybe he was screaming at his team saying, we got to score 100 points against the Patriots. It's I very they, possible. They stuck around. He made him stick around at practice for a couple extra hours. So maybe that's what Sure, because he wants to kick the Patriots' ass this weekend, I which I don't – yeah, of course he does. But that's the only thing I can think of. The only reason that the Patriots would have any shot in hell at winning this game. And, you know, I think the crowd has to be really loud Sunday night so that Brady's hoarse voice can't hear the calls and this and that. And uh, home field advantage really has to take take control. And that's the way that they, they get that win. But I think it's, it's more dire than you do, obviously, because I'm a negative prick and you're not. And so we'll see what happens. We'll see what happens. Prediction. Uh, Final score. I haven't thought about that, uh, so you, you know. Didn't just think off- this was going to come up on the podcast today? No, no, I was I was busy eating my uh, my my corn and uh, succotash for dinner. Uh, I would have to go. Uh, I think it's gonna, you know, they're gonna keep it close in the first half, and I think just Brady just goes off in the second. I'm gonna go uh, not as high scoring as most people think, but 31-21. I'm gonna say 31-21. You? 35-31, Pats. Okay, I think Bucks take it thirty-one twenty. Which they will. Okay. Mac Jones coming out party. The, oh, the coming out party! I like that. I like that. We will uh, regroup and touch base and see who was right um, sooner rather than later. Hopefully, and you know, it was great talking football with you. It was great talking some baseball. I love hearing your passion, even though you're watching the highlights of college football while I was going on my rant. Um, look. Bruins and, and Celtics coming Speaking up Speaking of which, college football minute real quick. We have a massive oh, slate, a massive slate this weekend. Hogs versus Dogs. Arkansas, out of nowhere, number eight in the country right now, 4-0. Beat Texas, beat Texas A&M, two huge wins. Running the ball over the place. They're going against Georgia, the best defense in the country. I think my Georgia Bulldogs shut them down. Arkansas, fairy tale, and, or fairy tale story is ending this week and next week when they go to Alabama. Ole Miss at Alabama, 3-30. The student versus the professor, Lane Kiffin, taking all he learned from Nick Saban. They will not only cover, they will win that game. The Ole Miss running Rebels Rebels are going into Tuscaloosa and will beat the University of Alabama. Then Georgia will be the number one team in the country. Ole Miss is up there. Matt Corral will be your Heisman winner this season. Duel of of the Heisman guys, Bryce Young, great season. Matt Corral, Matt Corral, QB1 at Ole Miss. He's going to be your Heisman winner at night. Auburn LSU, just a great game in Death Valley under the lights. Michigan, Wisconsin, a great Big Ten matchup. Oklahoma State, Baylor. We got college football all over the place. All over the place. Iowa, Maryland, great Friday night slate. Take it. Ole Miss beats Alabama in Tuscaloosa. That's your college football minute. Wow. There were a If you want more in-depth, of- check out the latest episode of Kino Radio. We go college football heavy. If you want some more insight, some betting, some lines, all that good stuff, check out Kino Radio. <laughs> Look at you. Look at you. I got to oh, talk man. college football because you I won't know. let me, so I got to do it somewhere. No, I, I'm all about it. Hey, you're the college football expert on the show, and uh, that was the minute. And that were, there were so many predictions in that little minute there that I love it. Look, I love it. I want to get so if one. if you couldn't hear it, dive into the Kino Radio episode. That's that's the plug right. right there, baby. Yeah, you, pr- that's you a plugged teaser. it. We got it. Everybody's so we call got it. a teaser. 
We got your plug. I want to get a uh, quick uh, prediction from you, though, uh, college football guy. My only, you know, I'm not, a, I'm not a college football guy, so, but I am a, you know, a rooted Boston guy. BC versus Clemson. That game is this week, right? Yeah, at Clemson. What happened? Uh, BC makes it a good game, but I, I think Clemson's still too good of a team. Uh, BC's running good win over Missouri last weekend, but it was at home. Missouri's a fake SEC team. Clemson, let's like, yeah, they're not great, but they're still Clemson. Um, they've had losses to Georgia and then NC state, which I called in last week's Kino radio. I called that upset. Makes me feel like even better of an analyst, but BC keeps it tight or keeps it tight. Uh, Clemson ends up pulling away. BC playing with a backup quarterback. So that's a bummer, but close, but no cigar for our, your Boston college Eagles. There is your college football minute by producer extraordinaire and co-host Kyle, the kid Wakefield that's guys. It. it was so much fun. And Kyle was, it was great talking sports, catching up, Talking football, talking baseball. We're going to talk hockey and basketball on the next show. It's just it, like we said in the beginning, it is a great time of year. Uh, it's great to be a sports fan. PK Hernandez, leadoff home run. I love to hear that. We're, we're in the right direction, baby. The, the Red Sox, the king of the solo home runs. Just, you know, they've done that the last couple of Bobby Dalbeck is the king of the solo home runs. I mean, that's all <laughs> they do is hit solo home runs. That's why they've been losing a bunch of games lately. Get a couple guys on base, guys. And then hit those bombs. Um, that's your the minute by minute, play by play. Uh, look, I I love being back. I love talking sports with you, and um, I hope we can do this again really, really, really soon because there's so much going on. And it's the best thing is it's such a great distraction from all the crappy stuff that's going on in the world. And sports is to me is just one of those things that just kind of brings you back down and 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 distracts you from all the stresses and anxieties and, and the terrible shit that's going on in the world. So uh, it's, it's good to get it all on this platform and, and, and talk about it with you. So uh, I look forward to next time, my friend. I really do. There it is. We'll see you guys soon. Thanks for listening. Check us out. Sam Berger show S A M B E R G E R S H O W on Twitter and Instagram. And at, is it Kino radio or Dr. Kicks? That is your, your main go-to Kino radio, Kino radio, on Twitter and Instagram for Kyle the Kid. Guys, we love talking sports. We can't wait for next time. We'll see you soon. Everybody have a great night. Go Sox, go Pats.